0: When they see me, they know that every day when I'm breathing, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out, you know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver, you know? I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job, It's to spark somebody else watching us. We we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish and because we're not gonna change the world, let's not talk about how we should change it. I don't know how to change it. But I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody gonna clean it up. And now he's been promoted his job principal. What's going on guys? This is Chain Joku. Man, every time I'm on this mic, my voice gets immediately raspy. But, um, it is, uh, the night before school starts. So I guess it's school, school, school mass eve, if you could call it that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I jumped into bed. I got home really, really late, and, uh, it was a very long day. And, uh, jumped right into bed, and I've been tossing and turning. Right now it's about 10.33 p.m. And um, I figured if I can't go to sleep, I'm not just go ahead and record a video. But a lot of things happened today and uh, in the world of being an educator and being a school leader. And I'm like, you know what? I always have experiences that I, I believe could be learning points for other people who are working towards or starting careers in this field of leading schools. Um, But I'm going to work backwards. Right before I went on, I got a text message from um, a teacher who I hired, wow, the better part of five five years ago, actually. And a young man, you know, um, his mother is... um, a veteran school leader who had retired and he was applying for his first job, you know, as a educator and I hired him. Um, You know, I love this energy. Um, I have a tendency to love um, educational legacies. You know, those who are like they were children of teachers and those who part of their story was, you know, they spent time in their parents' classroom and can tell stories about like, you know, how, They would help and sit in the classrooms and, you know, be at parent teacher conferences. And he had all those stories. And and I've had a couple of um, hires who were in that space. And I respect them because I respect educators and the challenge of doing the work and also being a parent. So um, I hired this young man, and he spent, I believe, a year with me. And um, it was great. But an opportunity came up. And that opportunity was, I believe he got to coach baseball and teach at another school. And my school was a middle school and he uh, had played college ball. I think he might've played some semi-pro ball, I'm not sure about that, I don't remember. But, um, but I knew he was passionate about baseball. And um, when the time came, he was kind of like, I hate to do this, and I was like, dude, go for it. Um, there's this weird thing that educators do, school leaders do. Where we become super selfish and we don't want anyone leaving because of it might hurt us. As far as staffing, or um, or we believe that people who work for us must be loyal to us, and the only time they can leave is when we've given them the blessing to leave. And I'm not one of those people, you know, because I really believe that if you want people to really grow and feel comfortable developing. They also have to know that any given time, if an opportunity arises, that they won't be stopped from pursuing those opportunities. Um, And if it hurts that particular school community because someone is leaving, then so be it. Because it's my responsibility as a school leader to ensure that I'm creating a pipeline of excellence. I'm, I'm always ready to find the next person to come to the profession. But also, those who are with me, I'm helping them reach their ultimate you know, level um, as they grow as, as an educator. Um, <clears throat> I was doing the math the other day. You know, so far in my career, I've been at seven schools over the course of 19 years. And I know that sounds, that sounds like a lot. People might say, damn, you're not stable. But it's not that at all, because each time an opportunity arose where I was called to another community to be of support, to be of service. And I never left the school in the large. I never left the school where, because I departed, things went bad. Um, That never happened because I also had great leaders who said, you have my blessing. Ooh, I'm over here sweating. It's hot in my office. I don't have an AC in here, so um, I'm running with a fan that sits under my desk, but that's besides the point. So I always had leaders who um, who were willing to support my decision um, to do whatever I wanted to do next. And that's, that's been very helpful because um, I've grown, I've experienced a lot of things in schools, which, may, which has allowed me to be a better leader. And knowing that, to also to develop my instincts. There are things in situations I'm in that I can read the room. I can tell when something is off. And I am able to act accordingly. Sometimes I might, it might seem that what I'm doing is completely like random, but it's not. I've been there. I've heard the stories. I've worked with the great leaders who've said, "Hey, when this happens, this is what you're what you're not noticing," and um, that's been a blessing. So, <clears throat> this young man, because uh, I'm I'm kind of moving off base. This young man reached out, and, and the text message was like, you know, you know, in the eve of the, of the new school year. Thank you for all you did for me. And I'm I'm really like, well, I didn't I didn't do much of anything. Other than give you a chance to work in my school which, of which you did an incredible job and also give you my blessings when it was time for you to go. I didn't stop you because I really believe that you needed to do what you need to do for you to be the best version of yourself. So um, if anything, I am grateful to him because he's just someone else that I have learned from by watching the way he moved as in, as a teacher in my school. Even though he was only there for one year, I was not only that, he was a rookie teacher. He, he did an incredible job, you know, he served, he served deeply, even if it was only for one season, he did an incredible job. So I've always wished him the best of, of everything in life and uh, from time to time he reaches out and I really do appreciate that. Um, now, working backwards, today I had an interesting day and I had a day in which I faced something that often school leaders do face, especially new school leaders. Um, when you walk into a new community ooh, sweating. <laughs> when you walk into a new school community and you're making shifts especially when you're, you're a turnaround principal you're, you're the kind of person who's saying okay listen I've seen what needs to happen here and I have to make some critical moves and the moves make people very uncomfortable because what they're used to you're playing with you're moving their cheese and um I've seen this in several schools where certain people become passive aggressive some of them become actively aggressive um, some people just becomes just just become passive because they're refusing to move with the tide of things and no matter how good um, that those changes may be for them you 're creating something that is super uncomfortable um, and in most cases the worst of those scenarios is when you make certain people feel irrelevant or they start to believe <clears throat> that their position in in any organization is being threatened and that position might be something that is completely perceived in their heads but it's being threatened and what they do now is they try to find ways to to subvert to be a stumbling block to what's happening and sometimes that stumbling, that act of being a stumbling block might not just might not just might not be just overt, like, overt sabotage. Or sometimes they might not even know it. It's just that they're near feelings, so they start to do things to try to validate their feelings. And um, I had that happen, you know, over the past 24 hours, where something was brought to me, that was complete nonsense. And if anything, I saw it for what it was. It was a complete distraction. And maybe, and I'll I'll be honest with you, in the the midst of me being hyper-focused on what needs to happen, I shut it down immediately. Shut it down. I was like, we're not doing that. You know, I'm not going to spend time addressing something that's complete nonsense. Um, Because, again, as a school leader, a staff of over 40 people, 200 students coming in, you know, as many parents and families that I'm responsible for, I'm not going to sit there and engage in a conversation that I know for a fact is complete nonsense. And um, I shut down the conversation, you know, then other topics were brought up that I also thought, okay, this is a, another way to try to shift the, the, the negativity to, to another subject. I shut down. I shut that down also. And this person was in their feelings and uh, the, today they wanted to continue in that space. And again, like, one thing I learned you know, over the course of my life, you know, and my careers, is there are times when you need to sit down and say, okay, let me sit down here and engage in this situation, no matter what, how, how I feel the, the necessity of that conversation is. But there are other times where you just have to shut it down completely and accept whatever comes with that. Because again, I'm not. Um, I, I really believe that, um, that the work of turning a school around, the work of really supporting a school community, the work of leading in a, in a community requires sometimes that you are hyper-focused on what needs to be done. And for me, I do not negate the team. I do not negate those who, who are part of doing the work. I will provide you with every tool that you need. I will give you all of your support. I will listen, I will engage, I will march with you. I will be there with you in the classroom. I'll be wherever you need me to be. But however, I also have to understand that if I turn my attention to things that I know from experience are distractions, then guess what I'm not doing? I'm not with the teachers who need my support. I'm not with the teachers who need my encouragement. I'm not, you know, making sure that that the team feels appreciated. The team, you know, and teachers, not one person who's, who wants to suck up all the air in the room for the purpose of just, you know, feeding into their feelings of, of whatever that thing may be. And, with, and yes, what I'm saying right now might, you know, I don't know, might put me in a position where I have to respond to these words. But again, one thing that I know for a fact is that being an old dog in this game, I know what needs to be done. I know when, when the energy is shifting in the room for the purpose of not the betterment of the school community, but for the betterment of people's personal needs. You know, to be relevant to to have all the attention in the room, and I'll tell you this, my attention is about number one the priority the children who have been brought to our school and whose parents have, are trusting that we're going to do everything that we can to support them so they are given the best possible highest level of education to prepare them for high school college and beyond or whatever would have ever happens next for them. The parent doesn't care about, you know, people's personal feelings. All they know is that my child needs to do well. As a parent, I feel the same way. I don't care about your personal feelings. Um, and I'm not, I mean, not in a, like, you know, in a, you know, narcissistic kind of way, but when those personal feelings are interfering with your primary responsibility and what you're being paid for and what you've committed yourself to doing, it's a problem because those, those minutes and those, those days that the, that the kids are losing out on the best possible product that you can provide for them, those days are often impossible to retrieve. Actually, they are literally impossible because one thing you cannot recycle, the only thing you cannot bring back into existence is time. So for me, I, I covet my time. I, I respect the time of others. And I wanna make sure that everything that I'm doing is for the purpose of ensuring that my school community is locked in on the mission and the vision to ensure that we are accomplishing generational success. Pretty simple. And I say all this for leaders and aspiring leaders who find themselves in these positions and find themselves in these long protracted wars, you know, with people in your staff, or whatever the case is, I say to you, do not engage. Shut it down, okay? Shut up. But also, you have to be able to, to, to make sure you know what's, what, what's happening and that um, and you're reading the situation correctly. But those things that you know is going to suck up the air in the room and now force you to, to now pay attention to things that are not necessary. You've got to shut it down immediately too many principals getting locked, locked into, into these situation scenarios. of school leaders or assistant principals, teacher leaders, and they make sure you know they've forgotten their primary responsibility. And that's one thing I refuse to do. You know, um, I'm a veteran at this, in this space. And again, if, I, if I'm not prioritizing the needs of my students, the needs of my teachers, so they can support my students, the needs of my parents, so they, they can be better able to support their children, so that we could all be successful at the mission, which is to make sure that children are successful, then... I don't have time for it, and neither, neither should you. Um, this is one of those things that certain people are going to feel very strongly about, as far as you know. No, you know, see, he's a tyrant and all that. Okay, so is this is what you believe? That's fine. But I tell you this: as, as the father of Noah and Musa, um, I'm expecting that the words that I'm saying right now is is exactly what's happening in their school. Because, again, my children are not going to get that time back if it's wasted, focused on things that, that has nothing to do with their development and their growth. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And maybe now I can go to sleep, <laughs> you know, because I'm pondering on these things. Now I'm spreading in my office. Um, summertime, I can't wait for the, for, for the cool nights of, the, of fall to get here. Uh, all right, thank you so much for your time And I hope this is inspiring and motivating and also educational to someone who's listening to this. With that being said, have an amazing evening. Good night. I'll talk to you all soon. All right. Peace.